What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Wavebreak Podcast. I'm Dylan Kelly, founder of Wavebreak, host of the Wavebreak Podcast. And at Wavebreak, we help Shopify stores stop leaking revenue with done-for-you email marketing. And every week on this show, I interview the people behind the top Shopify stores, and I get them to share their secrets. If you've been enjoying the podcast, you can subscribe on iTunes, or you can sign up for our podcast email list, which is down in the show notes below. Just find the link. Uh, it'll say, like, click here to subscribe. Just click that, type in your email address, and I'll email you every single week when the episode comes live. As always, this episode is brought to you by Wavebreak, my e-commerce email marketing agency that works exclusively with seven and eight-figure Shopify stores. Head over to wavebreak.co and apply for a free strategy session. And now today, so like I said, on this show, I interview the people behind the top Shopify stores. And today is no different. Today joining me is my good friend, Kunle Campbell. He's host of the 2X e-commerce podcast, which is just an amazing show that I highly recommend um, in the e-commerce space. It's another great show. He's also the founder of 2X Media, which is an e-commerce media buying agency. He helps direct-to-consumer product businesses uh, get more customers with his Facebook advertising and conversion rate optimization. And today we're talking about something that I'm super excited to talk about, and this is how to build a profitable eight-figure e-commerce brand, how to successfully scale from seven figures to eight figures and beyond. Kunle has mastered this. He's turned it into an art and a science. And today he's peeling back the curtain and sharing step by steps, uh, his three step strategy, his approach that he's used working with e-commerce brands, taking them from seven figures to eight figures firsthand, as well as speaking to, you know, the hundreds of people he's interviewed on his podcast. Um, so without further ado, let's hop right into this episode. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Thank you, thank you so much, Dylan. Um, I'm glad to to finally catch up. Um, I loved when you come when you when you're a guest on my show, and you know, um, you know, coming back here and paying it forward is is amazing. Yeah, it it's so good. Yeah, I was, I've been a guest on your show. It was super fun, and I, I'm super excited to get into this episode and, and talk with you because today's topic is something that I'm a. It's it's one of my favorite topics. I'm super excited to talk about it. And the idea is like what we're going to be talking about is how to build a, how to scale a e-commerce business profitably from seven figures to eight figures. Um, but before we get into the juice, I kind of gave a brief intro, uh, but for the people who don't know, can you explain a little bit about who you are and what you do? Okay. So I'm Kunle Campbell. Um, from, from my accent, you, you'd realize I'm not um, American <laughs> or from the US. You're not from California? Uh, no, I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm not, dude. <laughs> um, no, no, I'm not. Um, I'm I'm based in the UK, um, and um, I have been involved in digital marketing since about 2004. Um, I did the whole SEO search thing for years for like a decade, and then I settled into just e-commerce, purely e-commerce, um, in 2013. Um, again, I was focused on search at the time and um, I was doing AdWords and um, SEO, but um, I made a massive transition because I witnessed a number of brands that were able to scale quite significantly using alternative channels and then supplementing their, their entire revenue stream 
with search. Um, and I also started to look at things more holistically. Um, and, you know, I'm that kind of person where, you know, I really want to observe and see the big picture of things. So I moved into strategy, you know, um, in, in e-commerce. And from strategy, um, I, I started to do a bit of media buying and I run some experiments, spent hundreds of thousands of my money on um, platforms such as Facebook. And I've kind of understood how, you know, um, that platform works. So what I essentially do, how I essentially work with brands is not just saying I'm your media buying, you know, agency, we're a media buying agency for, for brands. We look at the strategy. We look at where the leakage is in your in your funnel, in your marketing, in your in your marketing systems and processes, what we essentially do is we fi- we, we 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 fix those leakages as well as maximize profitability through media buying, predominantly on Facebook. We do a bit of you know um, Google shopping media buying, but it's predominantly Facebook advertising, and and that's just due to the fact that Facebook has over 2 billion active users on a daily basis using that platform, either on Instagram, Facebook, or WhatsApp. Yeah, that's awesome. And so in your e-commerce career, um, you know, you, you've been doing a lot of strategy work, doing a lot of uh, Facebook ads, and, and you've been able to watch a number of brands scale from seven figures to eight figures. Um, you've, you've even run your own e-commerce business. Yes, indeed. Um, so I, um, I've been fortunate to work in and with teams that have moved from, say, five million dollars in revenue, which would be about four hundred thousand dollars a month, through to one million, you know, dollars. You know, so I personally worked with a with a company. When I started working with this company back in 2013, they were doing they're doing 300,000 you know um, pounds, which would equate to about four fifty thousand dollars a month. And um, when I stopped working with them in 2015, they're doing a million you know um, pounds a month, and you know um, they're probably you know doing a bit more than that now because they started to max out certain channels they were using you see the thing the, the 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 issue with marketing with you know with 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 paid media um sometimes and even um you know organic media is sometimes you, you start to max out you start to max out you know what a platform can afford can deliver you know to you and they max you know things out pretty quickly so what i was witnessing was them that particular brand tapping into new channels you know and um seeing the effect of the channel you know um just affect growth um also in my podcast um i spoke with the with the ceo of um a company called eve mattresses um and eve mattresses is the number one uh, mattress direct to consumer mattress brand in the uk um, so just to to give some comparisons here, um, they're like the Casper of the UK. So Casper doesn't sell as many mattresses in the UK as Eve mattresses. And um, he, he basically, um, in his tenure between 2015 and 2017, another two years, 
he grew revenue from 2.8 million pounds, which is about 3.8 million dollars, to 28 million pounds, which is about 38 38 million dollars. So he 10xed the company basically in 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 ten in, in two years. And um, again, I started to notice patterns in in what he said and what I observed in you know in in, in some of the other gigs I had worked in. And I've I've brought a number of other e-commerce businesses on um, on the show. I've I've, I've interviewed um, I would say well 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 over a hundred you know e-commerce entrepreneurs or people who are working in e-commerce businesses on my show. And um, a lot of those ten million plus eight-figure type businesses seem to reflect this pattern um, of what I call um, a three sixty degree. You know, marketing plan, or should I say, 360 degree marketing funnel would be a better way to put it. I love that. So, okay, so what's really cool to me is that not only have you heard firsthand from people who have grown these businesses to, you know, insane amounts of revenue extremely fast, but you've also worked directly with these brands, um, you know, running their advertising, directing their strategy, and you've mastered the art and science of this, and you're calling it the 360 degree marketing funnel. Um, so, so let's start with a high level overview. Like what is this thing that you're talking about that you call a 360 degree marketing funnel? Okay. So there are three stages here. Top is is what I call like top of the funnel front end traffic, right? And I'll explain what that means. And then at step two, you have like your hardcore advertising direct response advertising you know right in the middle and then at the level three or in the middle again you have your retargeting so you're you're you know hitting people with an offer in level two and you know if they don't take immediate action you're retargeting them you know there you have a retargeting engine and at the third level you have a back-end offer right now to start out at level one um, what I found right across the board is brands need a primary source of attention. You know, a lot of people will say primary source of, and uh, a synonym for that would be a primary source of traffic. But, you know, attention eventually transforms or converts to traffic. So you need at the top end of the funnel something consistent, not just the burst, but something consistently driving attention in your niche. So let me give you an example. If I was a pet company, right, and, you know, I really wanted to rapidly, you know, grow this pet company in three years to to $10 million, you know, in revenue, which would probably equate to almost a million dollars a month in, you know, in, in revenue. The first thing you you want to do is, look for potential channels that would always deliver results. So some people would go and, you know, um, just double down on Facebook, you know, um, on a Facebook page. I'm not talking about Facebook ads here or, you know, or it could be Instagram, it could be social media where you are, um, you're delivering content and building out an audience there and driving traffic to, to content on your site. So could what this be something like like a blog post too, or 
exactly so gotcha. at the bottom of that is is you know is, is content you know and you're creating that content that content could be videos really funny videos um or it could be instructional videos um which would revolve around eventually around your products which is the best way to do it um but you really want to start to help your core base of customers through content through you need to get the attention and content marketing is a massive way another way of getting their attention which is becoming very popular now is influencer marketing okay so with influencer marketing this is a more direct response approach where you give products your products to potential to 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 um to influencers um they could be micro influencers if it's micro influencers, you need to do it on mass. You know, really, really cover a wide breadth of people. But if it's um, if you're looking at really targeted, high value, you know, um, you know, A list, you know, celebrities, or A or B list celebrities, then you know, um, as influencers, um, you're going to have to leverage the assets the content assets they they create eventually in step two but i'm not going to talk about that it has to be consistent and that's why micro um, influencer marketing is 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 more favorable is more affordable imagine you know um you know um working with the kardashians every one of the kardashians you'd be you know five million dollars out of pocket eventually yeah (laughs) but you know with with a decent you know um you know, um, you know, budget on influencer marketing, um, you can get people consistently on a daily basis talking about your brand and speaking to your audiences and getting their audiences to actually come through to your site. You know, you're creating a buzz. Influencer marketing, in in my opinion, is is not necessarily sufficient to to actually create that base and stimulus. You you probably want to back that up up with with some PR if possible. Um, so essentially the principle here is how can you get as many eyeballs to, to, to see your product, to as many ears to hear about your product, you know, and to, to just see it from, from, a, from that perspective. Um, another trick or another way which works is Google shopping. This time you're paying. Um, so if you have like a wide, um, product catalog, and you're not selling a single product. Um, so you usually find this um, strategy works for merchandiser type e-commerce businesses. So businesses that sell a wide range of brands. Um, so Google traffic still drives cheap traffic that's you know interested in your product. So if you can get your Google traffic to kind of um, profitably drive you traffic at a say $1,000 spend a day and it's consistent, you're building that base. And what, what do I mean by, what, what are the assets you get off the back of that base? Well, you're going to be getting pixel data, right, for um, all of your retargeting on all your platforms, you know, for step two, basically. So for your Facebook advertising, you know, if you're going to be doing Pinterest, we're not, we're, I'll talk about step two shortly, but the things you want to be capturing at this top level, you know, um, you know, traffic capture uh, is pixel data. And um, so pixel data for all the social media platforms and also email data. Okay. So um, obviously you should have like um, an email capture on your site and you're building out your email database. Um, It's super important to start with this. Now, 
remember that business I said um, I worked with in 2013? You know what they did for step one? What they did? TV. Ah, so wow, owner, offline. Yeah, so the owner of the business had just sold an old business, so he was a bit capitalized, but he didn't want to spodge, you know, too much on, um, splash out too much on um, on on advertising, on just on on a new business, but he realized he needed to um, to to create a, some momentum. So they had a one month long um, TV advertising campaign, and it was not even national; it was regional. But it was at um, prime time, so um, 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. and the amount of traffic was phenomenal you know that they were able to garner um some of it converted immediately but what that did was that google started to pick them up really take them really seriously because all of a sudden people were searching for their brand for their brand name because that's the final objective of step one you want people to be searching for your brand Ah, right gotcha Right, because like the number one metric for any business is how many people know about you, how many people are searching for you with that intent. So people just start, start searching for their brand, and all of a sudden the SEO just started, you know, picking up without you know anybody really doing anything. And they're just noticing noticing bursts. We're talking like ten thousand visits, you know. Um, it was like a, you know, that's why people get want to get on the Super Bowl, right, in the states. So people just. And I remember there's there's um, a competition out on um, there's a brand there's an e-commerce brand running a competition can't quite remember when they, I think it was Shopify and um, they um, they sponsored a coffee brand so basically a coffee brand won the their the competition and then they got a slot in the Super Bowl and just the amount of attention that they got was like super massive but that's their step one. The step two, when I was listening to the podcast that featured um, this brand, was like how they're going to sort of utilize all of that data to retarget and bring people on and eventually, you know, retain them as lifelong customers, which is step three. <clears throat> so, yeah, so, yeah, so, so step one really is um, is really building that data, that pixel data and getting that attention. So, so this brand got on TV basically and um you know it was not it was not even you know if you could get on say i think you guys have um, a today program in america um in the morning um there's a really big morning show so if you get on the morning shows for free that's even great you know mm-hmm. but the key thing about you know is is that um you really want some consistency and that's why you know um maybe tv advertising is is much more predictable and you could measure you, you see the traffic in your analytics you know right. right from the get-go and just that impact if you can afford it you know just drives that amount of traffic and creates that awareness really rapidly and quickly and then that's when you want to move into step two gotcha so at the top of the funnel here we're not asking for the sale yet directly like it might happen um you know organically but really what we're shooting for is like site visits email addresses we're promoting our content like with things like videos articles instagram posts maybe even a commercial youtube channel that sort of thing does that sound right exactly 
Like what I like about this is that it's brand awareness with a purpose because that's, and that's what I think we're going to get into a part two, which is where we get paid. Like we're not just, you know, doing the good old Coca-Cola, like buying a billboard for no reason. Um, mm-hmm. We're doing it. So like you said, like we get that attention, um, get people to the site somehow, and then we, we get their data and that's where level two comes in, right? Correct. Correct. So, you know, having a BuzzFeed channel could be one of the things you could be thinking about in your, you know, um, on your content marketing. If you have really talented, you know, writers on board, you know, um, back in the days, um, which, you know, it's hit or miss, you know, remember the days of dig and, you know, this high traffic, you know, like stumble upon and all that kind of stuff, you know, the quality of traffic was questionable, but, you know, um, you really want to be deliberate about this and, you know, get, and that's why influencer marketing really is good. It's a double whammy because, um, you're not only getting in front of people you hope are, you know, in your niche, you know, if, if say you, you're, 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 um, you're running a pet store, um, you know, you obviously will, you know, um, want to work with, um, a pet lover, you know, or, you know, that kind of, um, person that has people who, you know, that has an audience of people who, who like pets and you're not only just saying, Hey, you know, um, I, I use this product. Um, that they're also saying, hey, use this product. And if you go to this site, you know, um, in the next 24 hours and use this code in the next 24 hours, you know, um, you know, um, you, you get a discount. And I have seen, you know, um, businesses, you know, um, do significantly well, you know, drive a lot of traffic just from influencer marketing um, if the product is really good. So um, I think of all the tactics, it it really is, you know, um, it's it's worth trying, um, you know, um, um, for, for any kind of business. For sure. And so after we get this traffic, like then then what do we do? How do we convert um, all of this traffic into to paying customers? Great stuff. A great question. It's really down to media buying, media buying. Why? Because you have control. Right. So with so now so imagine um so if you if you guys are familiar with the Facebook advertising platform, um what basically happens is if you put your when you're sizzling quote and unquote your pixel, it's with data, right? So um with when you install the pixel, when you install Google Analytics on your properly on your e commerce platform, what does Google Analytics pick up? It picks up, you know, um, who's viewed your content, you know, who's added to baskets, who's initiated checkouts and who's actually purchased. It understands who's abandoned their carts, right? If you install the Clavio pixel, the same thing, it understands exactly who's added to carts, you know, who's signed up via your, your, um, your, your pop-up, you know, it, it knows who's, who's, who, who's, what they've bought, exactly what they've bought. Um, it, it knows, um, you know, um, who's not bought. Um, the same thing with Facebook, you know, Google, Clavio, Pinterest, Twitter. So, um, all the major, you know, social media platforms, you should have your pixels well installed, tracks your entire funnel, right? Plus Google, um, you have that in place, you have all of that in place. And then, you know, um, it's off to the races really with media buying. Um, so what you're doing essentially is you're now reaching out to a warm audience, right? You're not reaching out to a cold audience. You're reaching out to a warm audience. Now, tracking back to step one um, 
other things you can do, sorry, um, in step one is building a community, right? Um, so building a community um, of, you know, um, eager, you know, people that are, you know, um, that, that, that are obsessed with your product. So uh, an example is like, um, you know, for crowdfunding, um, you know, um, campaigns, you're already building a following, you know, on uh, there's a brand called Linja, is it Linja? It's it's spelled L-I-N-G-E-R. It's a Norwegian name, and um, I think it's called it's pronounced Linda, but it's it's spelled L-I-N-J-E-R. And um, they were able to do one million dollars in three months off the back of um, and this is startup. And they sold briefcases, basically, and it was off back of um, a Kickstarter campaign. So they primed up those people, um, sold through Kickstarter, but now they've been able to build out a, an eight-figure business because that base of customers um, has not only stayed with with them, but they've also gotten a base of attention. Okay, so that sort of two layers of you know um, you know customer bases or you know um, audience bases. Um, so, um, or you, you could you could use video video channel you know um, on YouTube to to actually build that community, and that's why like if you run um, like a YouTube channel, um, if you run a YouTube channel as a YouTube you know blogger, you, you're sitting on a gold mine if you, if you if you know how to monetize you know that that platform. So so in step two really, um, you're you're now setting up ads, and the ads that are working now right now right now are video ads because video ads are commercials are tv commercials basically right so if you could demo your your products um if it's like a you know um a functional product you know why not if your product is an emotional product you know you know create emotive videos video advertising is is where all the winners are right now so um it's going to be your primary way of presenting your product it's, it's video is kind of like the closest thing to real life you know you know be, you know no one's really perfected virtual reality yet mm-hmm. and you know all our devices and mobile devices do not have you know virtual reality yet so right now 2d or 3 2d video is the way to go right make it hd whatever make sure you have a video production system in place that's churning out, testing, pushing out video. You don't want to make video an afterthought. If you're into fashion and you don't have a fashion studio and you don't have a videograph on, 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 you know, on, 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 on hire, you're wasting your time. You, you need it. Look at all the top, all the top fashion brands are at five to seven years old, or you know, seven years old and under, and just look at what they're doing with regards to marketing it, it's down to video you know so you really want to get your video ads running and at the moment you know the platforms are really letting you you know run video ads uh, obviously youtube facebook instagram you know um they're, they're key now um twitter is good also twitter tends to be good um and then you have pinterest pinterest uh, don't know whether they, they allow you to use video but pinterest can be in the mix Twitter can be in the mix. I'll just put like 10% of your entire budget to, to those two. What you primarily want to go to go for is Instagram, Facebook, and um, and YouTube, okay, in step two. And um, 
you could you 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 you're now you know working with a warm audience, um, and 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 then you're you're targeting these people. These people know about your they've heard about your brand you know prior. Um, this is the second or third touch point with your brand. Um, the first time you didn't spend too much money to reach out to them. This time you're you're putting your money on the table. You're going to start to see conversions, but this is not where it stops because what you then need to do is obviously create a retargeting, you know, um, um, system in place where the traffic is coming through to your site. While the traffic is coming through to your site, um, some of it is not, a lot of it is not going to convert, but your retargeting is going to bring those people who are sitting on the fence in as customers at step two. Gotcha. And so how do you... So, okay, so there's a lot to unpack there, um, a lot of great value. So to summarize, like video ads are just killing it right now. Um, if you're not making videos, you got to be making and testing video content in your advertising. Um, and I really like what you said about, um, you, you know, the money is in the retargeting. Um, like so many people are on the fence. And what I've noticed, like in my experience in e-commerce, watching brands go from six figures to seven figures to eight figures, the ones that that do it right the ones that end up growing past that uh that you know past the seven figure mark into the eight figure mark is like they know the value of of retargeting that and they're like next level about it to the point where they believe if you don't spend money on retargeting you're throwing away so much money so like what's your like as far as retargeting like how do you structure those ads and like what are some things to like best practices to keep in mind with those so retargeting really is a fine art of persuasion, <clears throat> right? Um, so I'll give you a, a analogy, a real life analogy. Um, I remember there's a guy. Um, so we have this um, shopper. This we we have um, these like it's a vegetable delivery company. You know, the grocery company, but they focus on vegetables from local from local farmers. So it's just local produce basically. And they're a national brand in the UK. And um, the you know, we a door to door guy came to our house and um, you know, I normally don't want to make this those sort of decisions. Um, and, um, I just kindly told him that, look, my wife sir, is, is going to have to make this, this call, you know, on it. And this guy kept knocking at our door, you know, um, he tried over seven times, you know, on seven occasions, one time we deliberately ignored him. Um, and then, you know, my wife's like, no, I'm not going to take it. You know, he's been persistent, you know, we let's try it. We have nothing to lose. And let's go for it. And she opened the door, signed up, and eventually, um, you know, eventually we eventually became customers. So this guy tried seven times. We we knew there was the, we 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 knew we had a need for it, but we didn't want to buy something, you know, right right there. We're not really prepared to 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 um to <clears throat> to commit ourselves, but with his persistence, we we converted. And and so in in that respect, um, with with retargeting, it, it is absolutely going to get those people who had a hunch of um, wanting to convert, wanting you know to 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 be your customers to to actually eventually convert. Now, in terms of how you do it, to answer your question about how, what you want to do, 
is you need to break out the audiences you're targeting with retargeting, depending on the platform um, you're, you're working with into, you know, different segments. You're going to have people who've just visited your site, right? Who've just visited your store and not done anything. They're going to be put into one basket, right? And the conversions from, don't expect too much from that basket, right? And then you'd have people who've taken, who've taken an action, like, you know, um, viewed a product page, put in their email address. That's another basket, you know. So you can create a retargeting campaign with Klaviyo, by the way, um, of people who have signed up, you know, through an email, through your opt-in, for instance, and just retarget just those people. While Klaviyo is doing its work on the background, and we're going to talk about step three, which involves a lot of Klaviyo. So you could just retarget those guys so they know you're there. And, um, you know, that's one one of one other segments. Another segment of the warmer, you know, batch of, of traffic, which are people who've taken a transactional action. So they've added something to cut. They have um, initiated checkout. You want to put them into, you want to put a lot of money into, into that segment because that's where you're going to see a lot of conversions. And what a lot of people could neglect are um, existing customers, people who have bought already, and um, you're, 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 you know, you want them to make that second sale. So your messaging would have to be different. So your messaging to every one of them will be different. So the people who are further away from a transaction, you want to incentivize them early on with an offer. And people closer to a transaction your incentives will be less, if any, depending on what your brand strategy is, your present strategy is. Um, so that's what you do predominantly on Facebook. And if other platforms allow, you know, this strategy, scale it out, right? You want to retarget on Twitter. You know, you, it's, it's not massive, but, you know, if you're spending a thousand pounds on, or thousand dollars on um, Facebook a day, there's nothing wrong in spending 50 bucks, you know, 100 on Twitter. Same thing would apply to Pinterest. Why? Because those uh, pocket pockets of those of that that traffic, you know, um, those traffic segments will end up on Twitter and, and Pinterest anyway. Do you want to do that? You also want to use one of um, the three major retargeting, you know, platforms out there. Um, Criteo, Perfect Audience, or AdRoll. Um, I, I'm liking AdRoll for now um, because AdRoll would actually integrate with Tabola. Um, my 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 go-to platform is Criteo um, because you pay per impression. It's cheaper generally, but due to the fact that um, AdRoll now integrates with Tabola, what that does is because Tabola is a content you know marketing you know um, ad platform. When you're on your favorite, you know, um, newspaper sites or media sites such as New York Times or, you know, any other <clears throat> major, you know, media or even smaller, you know, um, media, um, you know, site, it gives it put your ad as a recommended, you know, article below your below the article. So it, it has a lot more reach now with Tabola with its Tabola, you know, um, integration. And you you know that there's also AdWords retargeting which you can do. Um, so you really want to set up in a way where you're everywhere. So with AdWords, obviously, with the AdWords network, um, um, ads network, you're able to reach a massive um, 
um, segment or, or portion of the internet of the open web um, on, on so many websites people you know visit outside so when they click on you know outbound links on on their social media and they end up on you know um, news sites you know with google that can help with the ad roll with tabola that can help so you're essentially sticking and following these customers you know and you really want to stick with them depending on the value of your product so if you're you know you're selling a you know, a $30 product, you know, um, you know, don't hang out for more than two weeks. You know, um, if you're, you know, selling a you know, $300 product, you know, you, you could, you could do that. You could, you know, stick on for, for three to four weeks, you know, if not five, um, if you're selling a $3,000 product, you could stick on for quite a long time, but the, you reduce the frequency in which you, you do it. So, um, yeah. And, um, I think one other thing you could check out is is Amazon. You know, um, just check. I think Amazon have a um, a an advertising platform, um, but I'm not sure if it allows retargeting yet as yet. Um, but yeah, that's what you want to do. That's what you want to do. I love it. I love how you said like retargeting is the fine art of persuasion. Um, and like in marketing, it's always kind of like this deal where it's like people know they know what they want, but like not what they need, right? And you Correct. you can make them want it by sending them ads. And I've heard so many people, like friends, family, like literally I, even myself, but like so many people say like, oh yeah, it's like, hey, where'd you get that shirt? And it's like, well, you know, I saw him on Facebook, you know, saw him for a while, and <laughs> I, I finally bought him, and and I love him. And then they recommend him to everybody. But if that, imagine if that person, if that company never ran that ad, or they never did that one last retargeting ad, it's just that person, that customer wouldn't exist, and now they're telling me to buy their favorite shirt. Um, not in the same color because they don't want me to match, but, uh, <laughs> but, but it's so true what you say, like people, just because somebody isn't ready to buy right this second, um, you like, that's probably because they didn't know about you until, you know, yesterday. Exactly. Exactly. I, and, and one more point is you, you want to eventually run um, a brand name search campaign on AdWords. Um, so you can get a feel of how many people that, that would obviously convert like, First of all, click the rate to be over 50% for a brand name because they're looking for your brand um, and the conversions. It would be very interesting to watch your conversions with that because um, you know, that's a retargeting and it's, in, you know, so, you know, let's say you bought that shirt and um, I, I met up with you in a, you know, in a bar and um, we're talking and I like the shirt and you told me where to get it. I'm going to go to Google and search for it, right? And what you want is my brand, you know, I want to be very deliberate with, with what's turning up for, for my brand name. And, you know, I'm there. Um, and, and that's, you, you also want to put that in, in the mix. I'm not saying go for more generic keywords, which would be like, you know, black shirt or, you know, green shirt, which are ridiculously expensive. But, um, you know, try and go for your brand name at least, you know. Right, like Dylan's Shirt Company. Dylan's uh, Shirt Company, exactly. One thing I did hear uh, from a client of mine who scaled incredibly fast from six figures to seven figures to eight figures is that like as they scaled up all of their all of their advertising, like just overall, like all of the different parts of their funnel, they started getting, like you said, they started getting a lot more organic traffic just naturally. Like thousands of people are now searching for them and they launched their brand, you know, this year, which is just crazy. Like, and people aren't just randomly, like that's a byproduct of their advertising, of their exactly. And I mean, they're everywhere. Like it's exactly like what you said, like this client, like they're on ad roll, they're on <laughs> uh, the, like the tabula ads, which are, if you don't know what those are, those are like the ads that are under the articles that are kind of like, 
sometimes they're very clickbaity, like um, like you yeah. won't believe or like insurance in your area is super low now. Uh, yeah, like those are affiliates. Yeah, those I, are affiliates. I've seen clients build businesses off the backs of those, um, yeah. which is pretty incredible. Um, and, and it all adds up; it all comes together. And this kind of brings me to to the last section, which is the the back end offer. So after we've acquired these this traffic, we've acquired these customers. A lot of brands just stop there. Um, they don't do they don't do any retention. They don't do they don't do any email. Like, how does this fit into the three sixty degree strategy? And like, what are people missing out on by not you know completing this this third level in this three level strategy? Okay, because eighty percent of this involves Clavio and Mitag. I'll just hand over the mic to you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, the- um, <laughs> <laughs> but more more seriously, um, <clears throat> the back end offer is think about it as a VIP lounge, right? And the only people that make it, the the velvet rope policy here are customers. And what you're essentially trying to do now is have a very intimate relationship with customers, with your customers, right? You want to be a a concierge, you know, a personal concierge to them. And you want to build a relationship with them without coming across as salesy you want it to be genuine and it, it, it circles back to the whole community sense of community thing and the most effective way of doing this now building that one-to-one relationship with customers is through email right the secondary ways of you know building um this one-to-one relationship and you know tying back to the being everywhere thing is messenger automation or chatbot automation, um, which the two major platforms now for chatbot automation are Messenger, Facebook Messenger, and WhatsApp. Okay. And then the third way is via push notifications. That is a bit cold, but there are ways of, you know, um, <clears throat> of being emotive with it, especially if you have retail locations, you know, and it is, um, yeah, but let's put that aside. So, so it's push notifications, um, chatbots, and email at the core. And email, I'd say right now, um, it's more or less like an 80% um, return on email. So um, attention, 80% of your attention should be on email. I'll say 15% on um, Messenger and another 5% on, on push notifications on you know on phones and on browsers, actually, browsers in general. Um, so how does it work? Well, these one-to-one conversations, um, want to stimulate the, the end objective the end commercial objective is to get them to purchase again. Right. But you don't want to be too salesy. You know, um, Dylan has like massive, you know, um, um, you know, tips on on how to not be be salesy. So you know, you want to mix in your conversations. Um, um, what's it called? Um, you know, um, content, you know, normal content, um, alongside you know, um, transactional, you know, um, you know, emails with with offers, you know, with your customers. So really, um, the kind of funnels you want to be looking at are like. Um, you know, um, purchase, you know, um, pre-sale funnels, um, um, you know, 
post-purchase, um, you know, funnels, um, you know, um, win back campaigns, you know, abandoned carts, you know, repeat customer, you know, offers. It, it's really down to retention. And um, if you have a product, you know, that's not necessarily, um, so let's say you only sell carpets, right? Right. So you move into a new house. I move into a new house and um, I lay the carpets. I'm not going to need carpets for another five years, right? What do I do? In that case, if you don't have a product that um, that's, has retention, you know, that that's, requires a purchase or a top up in months rather than years or in weeks rather than years, then what you need to do is try and leverage your customers to get your reviews and referrals, you know, word of mouth. So it, the conversation still doesn't end in the at that sale that you get from them. They're still an asset to you. And if you're 100% confident about the quality of your product, then you could use those customers as an army of advocates to spread the word, you know, about the quality of your products. So you still essentially need to have level three. Another way to look at level three besides the, the, the back end offer is from more or less a product philosophy. So going back to the carpets, you know, example I gave you, if that's all you did, then you, you need to start thinking about expanding your product, you know, range and you know things that will help carpet users or other products related to flooring or um, you know if people like carpets maybe they like curtains should we throw curtains into into the mix of what we sell so that base of customers you're selling them more so you need to think about how am I going to sell my customers more it could be more of the same thing they initially bought it could be more of uh, a replenishment item so if you think printers and you think um, cartridges or or, t- or toners um, you know it could be more or less a um, a you know, something a replenishable thing, um, element of the products that you sold, or it could be completely new products. You, you, and that's how you build long-term businesses. Um, so, you know, um, your efforts in step one, um, which and step two, which are very expensive, you know, can have leverage. Absolutely. And, and I really like what you said about email and how, I mean, obviously I'm a little biased. You're I love expert. email, but for, <laughs> but for good reason. And that's because email can work for everyone. It's just like Facebook ads. You got to test it. There's not one one size fits all strategy, uh, but if you test it, tailor it to your brand, it will it will work for you. And if I'm not going to go into detail on this here, uh, but if you want a more in depth conversation about this, uh, you can listen to me and Kunle on his podcast. I'll link it up in the show notes. Um, we we talk about email. We get into the uh, we get into the details, the nitty gritty, how you can apply it. Um, more things there. Um, you can listen to that if you want. But like as we wrap up here, what I love about this this level three is that it's often the missing piece that so many brands who want to scale don't have, or they mm-hmm. have it and it's just like it's not optimized. It's very lacking. It's it's you know it's on the back burner because the Facebooks, the traffic, that uh, the the front end traffic, that's what's generating all of the revenue up front. That's where the dollars are coming in. It's like you don't want to you don't want to stop focusing on that because well you don't want that to go down. But at the same time, <laughs> if you 
like email is so and, and retention marketing is so powerful because what it does is it increases your customer lifetime value which means you can spend more on your ads in the beginning and when you can do that you can reach a wider audience and when you reach a wider audience you get more customers and, and you do all of these things and before you know it your business has just completely transformed because instead of it being this this business built on one channel that if Facebook you know just disappeared tomorrow you'd be screwed um, instead you have this like big business that's a real business and a real brand that if you took away one of its channels like yeah it would hurt but your business isn't going to die um, and your business is actually going to be better off in the long run because of this it's amazing because um, it's, it's a good thing you, you you mentioned the fact that you know if Facebook wants to go or take your traffic or your ad account down you know you'll you'll be panicking the, the nice thing about it is like step one and step two the channels there change you know we're not sure how long facebook is going to be around um what facebook is today was um was google was what google was you know a decade ago yeah so you, yep. you, you're, you're not that changes well email remains the same if you know what you're doing retention <laughs> remains the same you're talking to those customers at the bottom yeah that's an asset it, and when you're thinking about selling your business you know um the you know, the size of your, your your email matters and the engagement you know rates actually matter they, they they can give you a better you know multiple it's it's true and and you know someday there might be a shift but right now email's still killing it um and, and everything we talked about is like obviously this is a this is a marketing show this is an e-commerce show e-commerce i mean you think about where we were a year ago like things have been shifting like crazy uh you think about where we were eight years ago i mean that was 2010 like like you blink and things change so fast and it's really important that you and, and it's a fact that you can't scale on just one channel. Like, yes, you can grow. Yes, you can build a big business. But if you really want to take things to the next level, you need a full funnel strategy. That's how you'll be able to grow your business. Um, and that's why I, I really enjoyed having you on this show, uh, Kunle. And as we wrap up here, if somebody is experiencing these pains that you mentioned, like they're they're struggling to grow or they haven't figured this funnel out for themselves yet or they, they want to seek your advice, seek uh, your expertise in this, what should they do next? And where can we go to learn more about you and what you do um the best place to to reach out to me would be on um, my website it's 2xmedia.co that's uh, just 2xmedia.co that's um so if you were trying to figure out you know step two the step two of the you know 360 degree or you just want strategic advice you know, go there fill out the form and you know i would be with you within 24 hours um, another place to, to reach out to me um, is um, is on social media. My handle is Kunle Campbell. That's K-U-N-L-E Campbell, C-A-M-P-B-E-L-L. -L. Just search, you know, for me. Um, I'm quite open. I, I get excited when I get, you know, messages on, on Twitter. Um, I've been on Twitter since 2006, I think. Or Holy cow. In a while. Yeah. Time flies, yeah, so though. It, it felt it like, was, what, two weeks? You're on, it feels like you're on Twitter. <laughs> sorry, 2008. Sorry, 2008. I don't think Still. Twitter was, was around in 2006. I said 2008. Yeah, time does fly because it, it's 10 years now. Can you imagine? It's, it's insane. It's crazy. It's almost 2019. Can you believe that? Yeah. 
it's insane. Tell me about it. It's insane. <laughs> well, hey, I really appreciate you coming on the show, Kunle. And I'm going to link up everything that we talked about in the show notes below. Um, the podcast we did together on your show. Definitely go listen to his podcast. It's, it's a great resource uh, in e-commerce. It's one of my favorites. Um, and not just because I'm on it. Uh, the, the other guests are great. No, too. no. It's it's one of the most downloaded you know, um, episodes you know, um, around. And um, you know, Dylan talked about how to stop licking revenue in your funnel. Um, you, you, you're also on the other, sh- you were on a second show on, you were on, on Black Friday marketing, you know, email marketing, but that first one, um, was very strategic and also tactical. And, um, it really went into email funnels that you must have, you know, running and, um, yeah, a lot of people, I got great feedback, you know, on it. Oh man, I appreciate the, I really appreciate the kind words. You didn't, you don't have to plug me like that, but. Uh, I will link those down in the show notes and I'll link his podcast as well. There's a ton of great value in there. He drops new episodes every week, just like this show. So if you have another day in your week that you need to fill some, you need to fill with the show, highly recommend the two X e-commerce show. And if you need to, if you want to convert more people, uh, in that level two stage uh, of retargeting, you have some traffic, you haven't really figured out Facebook ads, or you want to take it off your plate while taking it to the next level. Um, definitely hit them up. Um, I mean, he's, he's pretty booked right now. So you're going to have to be one of the first people to hit him up. Um, uh, if you really, if you want to, if you're serious about working with him, um, uh, but head over to 2xmedia.co. I'll link everything in the show notes below. Thanks so much for coming on the show, Kunle. Chancellor, thank you for having me. Now, listener, before I sign off, stop me if this sounds familiar. Your email marketing is stuck. You feel like you could be doing email better. You're not generating enough email revenue, and you feel like you're leaving money on the table. But you don't have the time to figure email out yourself or or do it on your own because you have a business to run. Imagine this. Imagine not having to worry about leaving money on the table with your email marketing. Imagine not having to figure out what to send, when to send it, how many emails should look, what automation you need, what segments you need, how often you should be contacting your email list, or just worrying about sending the next email. You don't have to worry about any of that. Imagine having peace of mind knowing that your email marketing is generating sales in good hands. At Wavebreak, we help Shopify stores maximize their email marketing revenue. That's it. We don't do anything else. And we've created a system called the Wavebreak method that, number one, makes you less dependent on Facebook or other marketing channels. Let's say something bad happens. Facebook says, see you later, Shopify store, and they just completely kill your ad traffic overnight. You you don't have to worry. You don't have to stress because you're good to go because you have a cushion of email revenue. You don't have to worry about how or what what your wife is going to do or if you're going to be able to make rent or if you're going to be able to pay people because you have this cushion of email revenue to rely on. Number two, the second thing this does is huge. And it's how stores scale from seven figures to eight figures uh, to nine figures. And the secret is repeat purchases. The Waybreak method gets rid of one-time buyers and increases repeat orders. Number three, it keeps your email list engaged. You don't have to worry about Black Friday and beyond. We'll figure out the ideal amount of times that your list needs to be contacted to maximize revenue, and then we'll execute it for you. If you want to learn more about this system and how we can work together to apply it to your business, go to wavebreak.co to schedule a call with me. And I'll personally send you my calendar link and we can chat one-on-one. Now, I don't have unlimited time to do these calls. I can only do a couple of them per week. So if you want to get your call, uh, go sign up at wavebreak.co for it as soon as possible and we can talk about how we can work together.
Thanks for listening to this episode. Subscribe to the show on iTunes to get notified of new episodes as soon as they drop. 